0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You big book study. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, November 18th, 2016. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, A Vision for You. And we are on page 164, and we will be reading the last two paragraphs. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Chris G., the 12 Traditions, Liz T., and our text readers are Esther C. and Amanda R., and our newcomer greeter today is Nancy H., and our share ID for yesterday, Thursday, November 12, 2016, is 9272. 9272. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Chris G. if she could read the 12 steps for us, please.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Chris G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Connecticut. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and thank you, God. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves five, we admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked God to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10 we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Chris G. I will now ask Liz T. to please read the 12 traditions for us.
2: Hi, Liz T. in Minnesota Recovered. The 12 traditions, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon only unity. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality
0: personalities. Thanks. Thank you, Liz T. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. So here we are today. We are going to be finishing up the chapter of Vision for You on page 164. We will be reading the last two paragraphs on this page and discussions will be, comments will be taken on both of those. And I am going to ask Esther C. if she would read for us, please.
3: I'm starting from Abandon Yourself to God, Monica?
0: Correct. Correct.
3: Okay, good morning. My fellows, my name is Esther C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Canada. Abandon yourselves to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. So these are the parting thoughts, the parting message of the authors as they end this, you know, what is our instruction manual, this little chip of a book, they call it. Um, At this point, there's no mention of alcohol or, you know, in our case, food, resentments, insanity, mental obsession, nothing like that. They're just giving us a little reminders. And what are my reminders here? I'm reminded that in these last paragraph and the paragraph before that the most important relationship that I have is going to be with my higher power and that for me cultivating that relationship includes abandoning myself to him admitting my faults to him clearing away the wreckage and then giving freely to others and on that basis I'm going to be ideally positioned to help others right not by any other method that I've tried but if I truly want to be close to him and truly give to others it starts with abandoning myself to him. And I'm also taught that that once my relationship with him is right, great things are going to come to pass, not just for me, but for all those people whose lives I touch. And who knew this? I mean, in my disease and um, certainly my white-knuckled abstinence, I would have thought that to make a real difference in the world, I'd, I'd have to be very rich or very famous or maybe like unencumbered by, you know, a regular work day or housework or things like that. Um, but this this little paragraph is telling me otherwise. I had an experience early in the week where I met a fellow from an overseas country who was visiting family here in Canada, and she did mention the sad and sorry state of OA meetings and OA recovery in her country. And then I reminded her of something that I had heard many times from my sponsor, and that's the idea that's contained in this paragraph, is that I I meant to do my small part, and my small part – in in this world is just to keep my house in order and to give freely to others and so while my family or friends or community or even my countrymen are not traveling the same spiritual path that i am at least i i have we have each other we you know people who are you know trudging this road have each other we get to speak often we can meet occasionally but at least we're on this road together and this is for me an uplifting reminder it's truly a fitting message a fitting way to end the book and certainly the fitting way to end our meeting every day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Esther C. Okay, I'm going to open up for comments here and who would like to share?
4: This, this is S. Bella, can I share? Okay. Okay. Nancy, Rachel,
0: Bella, Larry. Nancy.
5: Larry. Carolyn. Carolyn. Kathy, hey. <laughs> K.
0: Kathy K. Sarah W. Sarah. Vasa. O. Vasa. Kathy <laughs> like C. Kathy C. I think I we I think I heard you way in the beginning, Kathy. Did I get you already?
6: Yes, thank you.
0: Okay. Christine. Alright, this K. is what I've got. Melissa C Wait a minute, Melissa and I heard somebody before Melissa. Christine K. Christine. Okay. Let me review what I've got and we'll start with this. This is what I've got. Kathy C., Bella G., Nancy, I'm not sure, Nancy R., maybe, Larry K., Carolyn S.H., Kathy S., Sarah W., Vasa O., Christine K., and Melissa C. Kathy C., it's your turn, and then Bella. Uh,
5: What about Kathy K.? I I thought you had gotten
0: me. Well, i got Kathy C., Kathy S., well, I guess I need a Kathy K. (laughs) Thanks, Monica. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for speaking up. Okay. Kathy C you're up.
6: Good morning everybody. Thank you very much. Um this last paragraph paragraph here is basically a synopsis of what this book is about. If we go back to page forty five, you know, we realize that the thesis of this book, the main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problem. And here, having done the step work, having arrived at this paragraph, you know, we are, we have been enabled, we have that power. We did find that power, which was greater than ourselves, you know, so the problem has been solved and it's a continuation of living in a fellowship of the spirit to be with God, you know, um, it's a beautiful promise. It's the ultimate promise. It's what we
4: wanted
0: from the very, very beginning. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy C. Bella G., it's your turn, and that will be Nancy R.
4: Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overreater. Thank you, Monica, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful, wonderful paragraph. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Yes, thank you, God, that now I understand you much, much better and in a different way. Before program, I always had God in my life, but God was a punishing God. Uh, Somebody that that is waiting for me in the corner to, to, to show me how bad I am and how ridiculous I am and how stupid I am. Thank you, God, I am not there anymore. Today, I love God. Today, I choose to be connected to God. To God, as I understand him, is a loving, higher power, accepting. And yes, today, I am leaving the steps one day at a time, and I won't. To abandon myself to God. Because I know I am not perfect. I will never be perfect. And yes, I have my character defects, And yes, I have my challenges in life. Some of them very much painful. Some of them, you know, not easy to go. And still and yet I know I am connected to God. And, yes, I know that God loves me, and all my challenges are the good for me and the best for me. Mm -hmm. And this is the way I'm supposed to grow up. And, yes, thank you, God, that I always, 24-7, I get the power and the strength, you know, to deal with those character defects. Yes, I have the opportunity to work on them. And yes, I am working on my character de- defect, not as a punishment, and not in an angry mood. Yes, I know that God is with me, no matter what. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Bella G. Nancy R., you're up, and then Larry K.
7: Oh, good morning. Thank you so very much. Uh, I'm Nancy. I am truly a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And, uh, this phrase, abandon yourself to God. Oh, this morning, it just brought back, uh, it brought back so many memories. On page 87, it says, to be quick to see where religious people are right, make use of what they offer. And it just reminded me of my southern grandmother. I was very fortunate. that My parents were uh, middle age when my sister and I were born. So I had an elderly grandmother who was uh, born and raised in, a, in the um, late 1800s. And uh, she was from the South. She was just a generation actually removed from slavery. And she used to uh, um, tell us all the time, you got to be sold out for uh, for God. And she would say, if God has done something for you, baby, you got to tell somebody. And she used to always talk about how she was leaning and depending on God and it, and and at the time it had little of no significance to me. But this morning, when um, I heard those uh, sayings, it just you know I said, "Wow, my grandmother knew. She knew intuitively that you really have to just abandon yourself to the Creator." And, and that's what this I had to I had to get it through this program. I heard it. I heard it all of my uh, 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 years that I was growing up. I heard these very same things. But I didn't get it. It was only through the uh, being beat into submission by this disease that my uh, ears became open, and I heard. I began to internalize and really hear the truths I had been taught all my life. That I do have to abandon myself to God in this work. I have to give of myself, and by doing it, the freedom that I have received, the gift that I have received and that is the uh, freedom from the merciless obsession that was trying to kill me. What a small thing to do. What a small thing to uh, do. I am undisciplined, and so I have to let God uh, lead me. As my grandmother used to say, let him lead you, baby. Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful program, it's, uh, and, I, and I consider it an honor and a privilege and a duty to share with other people. I love this, Trudging the Road of Happy Destiny. I don't know where it's going to lead me, but I am determined to follow this route. I've been the other route, and I know where that route was was leading me. So I'm looking forward to this journey, journey of recovery. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy R. Larry K. you're up, and then it'll be Carolyn S.H.
8: Oh, I know where it's leading me. Uh, uh, <laughs> this Larry K. Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. Nancy, you know where it's leading you. Um, the uh, abandon, you know, focus on that word, abandon. The, you know, abandon yourself to food as you understand food. That That was my, that was what I did, boy. I certainly abandoned myself. I relinquished myself to my God, which was food. I also abandoned myself to, uh, to judgments of others. I, uh, I abandoned relationships, boy. I jumped ship. I disavowed those relationships. You know, that word abandoned, is, it, it says here, um, you know, when it's a course of action, give, to give up completely. Boy, you talk about a paradox. To give up completely, to abandon. A course of action, though, it's an action, a practice. I wouldn't believe it. I'm reading it right here. A course of action, a practice, or a way of thinking. All oh, my thinking comes first, and my actions follow my prevailing thinking. So, to abandon comes with practice and action in these steps for us, and then it changes our thinking. So, I abandon myself to God as I understand God. I have to. This is a spiritual program, of course you know this isn't this is for me anyway maybe it's something different for you um but for me this is a spiritual program of action that paradoxically leads to a sur- to a surrender where i'm not in charge where the god of my understanding is in charge and somehow uh, i change i transform god transform god does the heavy lifting i i just work some steps i chop my wood i carry my buckets of water whatever whatever analogy you want to use, and then God does the, the changing. I don't change myself in the way of effectuating a spirit's awakening. God does that. I, I know that. I know that today for me. Maybe you're working something different. That's okay. I don't judge. I just know what happened to me. I had to abandon myself to the God of my understanding, and when and I did that not In in an epiphany, in an aha moment, oh, I will do it today. I'll abandon myself to God today. Oh no, no, no. That's I used to abandon myself to a diet every Monday morning. Yeah, I got an epiphany. Yeah, that'll work. No, I didn't. Abandoning yourself to God came from me through this process of humility, of change, of subtracting out my character flaws—not completely, because I'm still an imperfect human being—but enough of them that I could have the humility. To, to surrender to a God of my understanding. And then all manner of living changed. That was the magic. All manner of living changed through these action steps. It's action, the practice, surrender. With that, I'll pass off.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. Carolyn S.H., it's your turn, and then it'll be Kathy S.
9: Hi, good morning, Monica. Thank you for your service. Carolyn S.H., a grateful recovered uh, compulsive eater in Massachusetts. I'm setting my timer. Um, I feel so lucky that I get to share early on these two paragraphs, and I want to continue the uh, um, the disposition on the word abandon. I um, uh, what I looked up, what I found is uh, to leave completely and finally, forsake, utterly, desert, um, and to give up, discontinue. Uh, To give up the control of, Um, so to give up the control of myself to God, as I understand God. And um, what's striking me this morning is because of the earlier shares on this uh, paragraph, I'm seeing it in in a different light, and um, I'm seeing that like this paragraph to me is the sum of um, the program. And the basic, you know, wish and saying, you know, you can do this no matter what other people are doing around you, right? It's about my personal relationship with my God. And I heard recently, and I can't remember where I heard it, but um, that my relationship with my God takes place in the privacy of my own mind. You know, it's between me and God and and my relationship, um uh you know, making sure that my relationship with him is right will make my other relationships right. And um, as an an example, like what came to mind this morning, just in context of what's going on in my life right now, I've recently um, been made amends to family members and uh, and dealing with family members around the holidays and around all sorts of stuff going on with my dad. And, um, And I keep falling back thinking that my behavior um is dependent upon what they do and what they say and how they see me um and more and more i'm learning that i can do um and be like everything i do and everything i am i if i abandon to the god of my understanding i can be completely independent my my behavior and thoughts and feelings and choices Um, can be completely independent of what my family does. And that's like uh, on so many deep levels. um, And it's so lovely to be connected to God and um, be acting differently and feeling differently. Um, uh, And then the image of like a candle came to mind. Like if I keep my candle lit, it doesn't matter what's going on around me, you know. Um, So yeah, with that, uh, I pass.
0: Thank you, Carolyn Sh. Kathy S., you're up, and then Sarah W. Was there a Kathy S.? (laughs) Maybe not. Okay, Sarah W., you're up, and then it'll be Vasa.
10: Good morning, Monica. Thank you so much for your service, uh, Sarah W., from Iowa, Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. Um, I I wanted to share something that happened to me last night because it really kind of goes to that place where it talks about um, admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Um, You know, I was at a meeting last night and there was a gentleman that shared and he was... um, uh, it was a different fellowship, but he was in a very tough place as far as his daughter. His daughter um, was living with an addict, and he was—he's ab- abusive with her, do- his daughter, and um, he was having—he was really sharing from his heart. And I have experienced that with my daughter too, so I understand that. And what I found myself doing was, um, I was trying to—and um, uh, I'm, I'm talking about my faults, admitting my faults. Uh, so it is about what we're talking about. Um, I, so I was trying to let him know after the meeting because he had said he wanted feedback. Uh, but I did not pause. And what I said to him was, um, you know, maybe part of why you're so upset with this, this guy is because you see a lot of yourself, um, which may or may not have been true, but it was not my place. And I woke up. I had not really thought about it last night, but I woke up feeling really uncomfortable in my own skin. And uh, I'm fortunate I have a husband that's in the program, so I asked him if I could do a 10-step with him, which I did. And, um, you know, I I also asked my higher power before I spoke to my husband to help me and to forgive me. And, you know, this is, you know, as was stated, it really is about humility. Um, We don't get perfect in this. You know, we continue to be human. And and we continue to grow through the fact that we abandon ourselves to the fact that I do not have control, that I do not have control over outcomes or over people, and that I don't know everything, that I still am learning and always will be. And I think that's the way I have to come to my higher power and come to others. So now I have to put into action the fact that what is my amend? My amend is not doing that anymore. My amend is being a listener. And if I'm going to share something, I'm going to share from my own experience, not tell people what is happening with them, not my place. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah W. Vasa O., you're up. And then Christine K.
11: Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Monica, for your service. And I am a grateful recovered, compulsive leader calling from Florida. Boy, this is the last paragraph. And I'm looking forward to start again, the beginning, to go through the steps again. I just love going back and forth because there's more growth and more healing to do in me. But anyways, I was ready to humble myself and abandon myself to God 100%, 150% uh, with the food. And uh, again, and I did my first three steps right at the beginning. I found that power greater than myself when I surrendered, and and I did put the food down. Down it's by the grace of God and the help with the program, you know, the 12 steps. And I, but going, but to abandon myself with my life and my will was the most difficult thing I had ever had to do. Because it was, lot, I had a lot of fears and a lot of trust issues. I didn't know, I didn't know what this God was going to do to me. But once I saw the results, you know, I could be abstinent one day at a time, one meal meal at a time. God was helping to do things I couldn't do before, and then, um, and then I started trusting. Was doing the fourth step was the next one. I had a lot of fears doing that, but God gave me the courage, gave me the strength to go through, and uh, clear clearing clearing the uh, the wreckage of the past. And uh, that was the most difficult step, but I got through with God's help. And I just it's just going through the steps the way they're laid out. It's amazing where I am. Not with just the food. I mean that was just the beginning. Putting the food where I am in my life you know today and what god has done with me and how i can do i can be a power of example i can help others what what this bro- program has given me so much so much um, wisdom you know of course it comes from god but i've learned so much the courage the strength the power that i never thought i had within inside of myself thank you for letting me share and i pass
0: Thank you, Vasa O. And gentle reminder, if you are not the speaker, please mute your phone. Please keep your phones muted. We're hearing a lot of paper rustling. Okay, it's now going to be Christine K, followed by Melissa C.
12: Good morning. This is Christine K from Raleigh, North Carolina. And... Um I, I just wanted to... This is my first time sharing on this line, and um, I'm a little nervous. I hope things come out the way I intend. Um, the, this last paragraph I have in the side note, it says, Trust God, clean house, help others. And I've been in OA for about 20 years, and I know I wrote that a long, long time ago. And I thought, well, that's easy but I had no idea how to do it. I just had no idea. I would, what my life looked like before I became recovered and floundered in LA was I would wake up and everything would be quiet and I would, you know, set out to trust God. Um, I thought I was abandoning myself to God and, um, and then life would start, and I wouldn't know how to deal with it. And I would start yelling at my kids, and I would start, you know, driving crazy to work. And um, and then it, my day just became everybody else's fault, and, and my solution was food, was to binge. And um, my disease got progressively worse, because that's what it does. And at the age of 45, I discovered um, purging as a great way to um, get rid of extra weight because, you know, all I ever wanted was to be thin. And um, that's how sick I was when I finally, you know, I listened to the Vision for You meetings for about a year and I felt better. But then life came at me and I didn't have the tools to deal with it. And I would binge over and over and over again, and I couldn't figure out why. And then finally, I heard someone say on the phone, you're not going to get abstinent um, by listening to this meeting. You're going to get abstinent by working um, the steps and having somebody guide you through this book. And I finally got enough courage to leave my name on the line, and somebody so gratefully helped me and said, I can take you through the doctor's opinion. And that was April 4th of this year, and my life has changed in so many ways, Um, more than just, I want to be thin. And through that process, through this person that God sent me to take me through the first 164 pages, I have learned to abandon myself to the God of my understanding, because I had no idea who God was. And I cleaned house. I, I did my fourth step and fifth step and, and all the other steps and made amends when I thought, oh, my God, this is just impossible. How am I ever going to do this? I cleared away all that wreckage of my past. And for the first time in OA, the first time in my life, I wanted to help others. And um, I believe that it is my job to carry the message mm. that has been so generously given to me and today, you know, life comes at me all the time, but I have a set of um, tools to use. You know, when I get resentful at things, I immediately, if I can't turn it over right away, I immediately do a tenth step and I have people that I, a group that, take, can anybody take this tenth step? And then I get to look Tom. at my heart. Thank you so much for letting
0: me share. Thank you, Christine Kay, for your share. And again, there's still somebody unmuted. Please mute your phone. All right, Melissa C., it's your turn, followed by Kathy Kay. Hi,
13: good morning, Monica. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa from the Recovered over Theater in New York. Um, yeah, I'm also hearing a lot of noise. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Um, am I able to be heard? Yeah,
0: we can hear you, yes but there's background noise. Yes. Is that yours? Are you?
13: Nope. Nope. Okay. That's not me. That's All
0: not right. Me. Please, Leah, can you mute? Can you? Uh... Let's mute the line. Thank you. Okay. Melissa C., you need to star one to come back in.
13: Hi, it's Melissa C. Um,
0: Go ahead. Yeah.
13: Recovered, grateful in New York. And um, I just love, love, love that we're at this part, you know. Um, when I I first heard um, this, you know, reading um, a number of years ago at a meeting, I'd never heard it before. And it really, it touched me. It brought me to tears. I didn't really know why I was sitting and crying that particular meeting. And, and then I never heard it again. And You know, I don't know if it was just not commonly shared at my meetings or I wasn't abandoning myself to God, you know, and so I was frequently leaving meetings before the end of it because that's where um, you might have been called to task. Are you going to really start working a program or are you just going to be sitting in a meeting warming a seat, you know? And and when I started listening in to this meeting – I was ready to abandon myself to God. Um, I was so done um, abandoning myself to food, you know, I was done running the show, um, and I knew it. I knew I was beaten down. And when I listened to this meeting um, and I heard it, I, again, was moved to tears. And um, and what I really get out of it is um, every day I have to abandon myself to God because I wake up in the morning, um, and I'm Alyssa all over again, ready to run the show. I wake up with a to list of a million things that I need to get done before my feet, you know, even hit the floor. And so, um, thank God I have the steps of the program, which tells me, upon awakening, exactly what I do. You know, so upon awakening, I abandon myself to God again, um, as I understand God, and what i get back in return is incredible, you know, and I love the last part about trudging the road of happy destiny. You know, I didn't know that anything I had to trudge could actually be happy. You know, I thought um, if I can skip down this wonderful, you know, path, um, then I'll be happy. And um, and I just love how I'm always reminded that my happiness in life does not come from me getting what I want, but it's from what I bring to others. And um, and so this paragraph also really, um, it comforts me so much because it allows me to feel complete acceptance and joy for the path that I've taken. You know, all the, the hardships that I've endured, I'm useful. It has a benefit, you know, and that's what makes me happy today, that I have something to offer um something useful
0: to give, and um, thank you with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And Kathy Kay, it's your turn.
5: Thank you, Monica, for your service, and thanks, everyone, for wonderful shares today. I'm Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive overeater, and I, too, want to focus, yourself, focus myself on the word abandon. Um This was such a tough concept for me, Uh, coming from a very self-reliant family of origin who had no uh, spiritual life or conception of a higher power. It just made no sense to me, and I fought it um, with every muscle and bone in my body. And yet, when I started working the steps, All my sponsor asked me to do was sit on a regular basis and borrow the prayers from our textbook and recite those prayers and sit and listen. And, you know, I felt like um, uh, a two-year-old learning how to walk. Um, And it really made very little sense to me. But I kept doing it because I was asked to do it, and I was really desperate enough to want to um, get the benefit of these 12 steps. And I noticed very gradually that sitting in the morning and spending time uh, in gratitude towards the end of the day um, and preparing myself for yet another day of abstinence, um, that little by little over time, I looked forward to that quiet time and I came out of that quiet time with calm and clarity. Um, And I got to a point that when I skipped my quiet time, I didn't feel as well. And I knew that I was learning how to abandon myself to God as I understand God. And I still have difficulty articulating what my God is, but I do know that the most important thing I do in a day is to sit quietly and listen um, to his will for me. So uh, for those of you for whom this might have been a difficult concept, I'm here to say with practice I'm just so grateful that I stayed long enough to experience
0: the circle that I passed. Thank you, Kathy Kay. I'm hearing a lot of background noise, people. Um, okay, who else would like to share?
14: Barbara L, Leah L, Anita
15: L, L. <laughs> <Leia laughs> oh L. There go the background noise right there.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs>
8: <laughs> Okay, everybody.
0: I heard absolutely, I heard Barbara, and that was it. So, it yeah. Barbara. Yeah. Okay. I, heard Barbara. I heard Tina, I heard Leah,
14: uh, Anita L.,
0: Anita, Anita. Oh Marie, Charles, I got you in there. <laughs> Marie J., Regi- okay, I'm stopping right here because we are running out of time, and this is what I've got, and I don't have anybody's last initials Barbara. Tina S., Leah M., Charles, Anita, Nessa R., and Marie. You'll have to give me your last initial of your name, Barbara, and that'll be Tina.
16: Okay, thank you. This is Barbara B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. And there isn't a time that I read this passage and I'm stopped at As You Trudge the Road of Happy destiny. Because I look at that trudging, it it calls up so many images of marching and being constant and consistent. None of which I used to feel in disease was something I wanted. That was boring. That was people you could count on that just repeated and were consistent. I wanted to be free and fly by night. Well, I just I flew right into escaping from life and into food and all the fantasy and all the other you know, habits of uh, living a diseased life, and coming to this 12-step way of life, where it's constant, consistent, I can count on myself to grudge the road, not a miserable road, but a road of happy destiny, and with others, I get all the images of people marching together, you know, peace walks, or even prisoners walking, but It has such a positive influence now when I see Drudge the Road of Happy Destiny. It brings a smile to my face every time, and it brings a recommitment to the essentials of living the 12-step way a day at a time and doing all that it takes to sustain that, which ends up being joyful. Not a job, not a chore, but that's the actual freedom, to be able to trudge and march on with others. Uh, Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara B., and we are going to mute the line because we can hear somebody working in the kitchen, so, all right, now, Tina S., you'll need to star one to come back in, and please, everybody else, if you are not, it's not your turn, I haven't called your name, please stay muted. Tina.
17: Thanks, Monica. Tina S., Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a wonderful way to... uh, finish this chapter uh, I too like somebody else who shared uh, early on in uh, recovery had heard had read this chapter and it really struck me and today you know when I read a vision for you I have this picture of an opportunity to live a life beyond my wildest dreams today
8: under the direction
17: of a power greater than myself and uh, and that was not something I had uh, prior to coming here and and I you know and I'm probably going to just Repeat what everybody else has shared, and you know, and the definition that I really enjoy for a trudge is to walk with purpose. And today I have a purpose, you know, to do this deal, to carry this message. As long as I am practicing this message, and and what a life that I am, I am equipped and enabled to have through a power greater than myself. And and I also love the word abandon. You know, I didn't really want to be abandoned to anything when I got here, but today, you know, to a power greater than myself, or to a God of my understanding. What a gift, what an opportunity, one day at a time. And I am so very grateful, and thanks for letting me share my past.
0: Thank you, Tina S. Leah M., you're up, and then it will be Charles H.
18: Thank you very much. You know, I don't know about your disease, but I can tell you about mine. Um, You know, I was beaten to a pulp when I crawled my way uh, through Um, a rehab facility in 1987 with tombstones in my eyes. You see, I loved the effect um, that food gave me, but eventually it turned on me and cut me to bloody ribbons. And um, I came here very broken. Uh, My relationships with God, self, and others were horribly broken, uh, but the steps were the remedy to those relationships. Steps one through three, Recreated and developed a relationship with God that I never had before. Steps four through seven recreated and developed a relationship with self. Step eight and nine recreated and developed a relationship with others. Step 10 continues to maintain and develop my relationship with self step 11 continues to maintain and develop my relationship with God and step 12 continues to maintain and develop my relationship with others it's been a a power it's been a process um, that is never ending and you know when I when I look at this paragraph I always notice that word trudge I have a tremendous respect for for the word trudge" uh, because we trudge in the good times and we trudge in the difficult times, and of course trudge to walk or march steadily and usually laboriously. something came between me and compulsive overeating almost thirty years ago, and that something is called the recovery process and if the problem is that you're powerless over food and you're tired of living in unmanageable life, we have a recovery process for you. And I've been trudging that process through a new marriage when I was in the infancy stages of recovery, through the birth and raising of a large family, that includes 12 children, all the physical and emotional demands that that entails, through a husband's diagnosis of stage four cancer and the treatment that preceded that, and... and, and was a result of that set of twins that were born four months early unemployment uh, two major moves from from East Coast to Midwest back to East Coast there's no graduating there's no finish line there's no resting in this program of recovery that is my point Program doesn't merely enhance my life. It is my life because the the disease of compulsive overeating required more of me than my recovery has ever required of me. So despite the time and the inconvenience, um, I'm here, and I'm walking a path I never walked before. I've been placed on a road I had never been introduced before, and I'm experiencing a God I never experienced before. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Leah M. Charles H., you're up, and then it'll be Anita L., I think.
15: Thank you, Monty Petit, for your service, Charles H., recovery Recovered Compulsor, reading. I want to um, make an amends for, for my part in the mayhem that you have to put up with, um, you know, especially on this line, of, you know, at this time. Abandon myself. <laughs> um, clear the records of my past. I'd like to take you to 25, um, where it says there is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others. Um, (laughs) Let me tell you, there's, you know, when I wake up in the morning, my thoughts, um, my actions, um, (laughs) there is. there is there is there is wreckage every single day, you know, so when people you know I call people and say, "Oh, I did a ten step last year. there is wreckage, a lot of wreckage um we I step on people's toes i i I used to step on the line i I used to say my name five six times because I just had to get into share on a recorded hour that's wreckage, not respecting. Traditions, not respecting people's boundaries, uh, always trying to place my opinion in. That's wreckage. Clear the wreckage. Clear the wreckage. Clear the wreckage. wreckage. Abandon myself to God. That got 10-step DNA all over it every single day. If you don't have a 10-step every day, what are you doing here? And that's all I got this morning. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Charles. Anita? You're up, and then it'll be Nessa R. Uh,
15: Did you call my
14: name? I called called Anita. Anita. Yes, Yes, I did. Oh, good, Anita L. Good morning, everybody. It's Anita L. from Philadelphia. Uh, I wanted to share, it's been a long time since I've shared, and I feel like I want to be here humbling myself to my higher power thanking my higher power for all the goodness that I have in life today. My life is so beautiful. It's not perfect. Believe me, it's not perfect. And I came in here uh, to OA, I believe it was 38 years ago. You know, who knew? I came because I was fat. I was, you know, overweight. I was busting out of my clothes. At the time, I was miserable. Life just was not happy. And today, I know such a beauty, such an inner peace and happiness that I would never give up for anything. And all I have to do is to put down those binge foods, put down those binge ingredients, those binge behaviors, and humbly surrender myself over to my higher power. I love my God today. I call my higher power God, but it's not the God of my religion. That has a little piece in part of my higher power, but I developed this this higher power for myself who truly loves and wants the best for me and will carry me through anything and everything. Um, I don't want to go into major things, but You know, my life is going to change a lot this year. My husband's going to retire. My son may get married. Uh, Things are going to be very different. And um, I know that as long as I stay close to my higher power and abandon myself completely and give service to others, be there to help the other people to bring beauty into their lives like beauty has been brought into mine and there's nothing more I could want out of life. And uh I'm so grateful not only to OA, uh I'm grateful for this very specific OA phone meeting that I never thought, never, that a phone meeting would be able to help me. I for years people told me about phone meetings and I said, Oh, what are they gonna do? But this has this a vision for you phone OA meeting. Changed my life, and I am so grateful to all the people who were there to facilitate the beginning of it. And look how it's grown. So thank you. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Anita L. And we've only got about a minute left. Nessa R. It's yours. Liness. Oh, Was hi. I
6: wasn't. Yeah, i i in, mean, I wasn't expecting to have time to share, but I'll take the minute. this is mess R recovered in Toronto, Canada, and I wanted to talk about um uh find freely of of what you freely uh, the of what you find because that was a very novel um concept for me. Um, you know, I only have two modes: one was getting you know um doing whatever i I needed to do to get what I wanted or uh running down people's throats what i found um you know i I just didn't know anything else you know i was always trying to get my share you know get a thin body get an extra piece of cheesecake get a husband you know get people to do what i wanted or um, as I started discovering spirituality, getting people to live by my newfound values. And, and let me tell you, they are very lofty values, don't you know? Um, and ramming down uh, people's throats those values, you know, because they would be happier. And of course I would be happier if, um, if everybody was starting to march, march to my tune. Um, now it's totally different in recovery. I, I, don't, I don't push anybody. To do what I want, or to even want what I have—that's their business. My job is to be a role model. My job is to reach out, um, but not to push um, people. Um, Thank you very much, and I did that. I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. And I'm sorry, Marie. We have run out of time this morning, and to everybody else who would have loved to have shared, I think we need another hour here. Thank you to everyone who has shared today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164 followed by the Serenity Prayer. And I will ask Amanda R. to read for us, please. Our book is meant to be suggestive
19: only. Good morning. This is Amanda R. And I am a recovered compulsive eater in Maine. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.